So you wanted to talk about objections. Yes. On this week's episode of The Selling Podcast, we are talking about objections. We're talking about also handling those objections. And it all ties into your sales island syndrome. All right, we're recording. With over 50 years and millions of worldwide traveled miles between the two of us, we have tasted defeat and relished in sweet, sweet victory. Looking for inspirational entertainment, motivation, and practical insights to drive your business? Welcome to The Selling Podcast. Mike, this week, talk about objections. Personally, I love objections. (laughs) Do you? Well, yeah. Here's why. If you're getting an objection, and it's an honest objection, not just kind of dismissing you out of hand. If you're getting an honest objection, that means that people are actually thinking about using your product or your service. They're processing it internally, but they're coming up with reasons they can't. Objections to me is just a yes in another format. No, that's very cliched, but it really is. Mike, what happens if I change the whole premise of the conversation right from the get-go and say that the, how do you handle objectives when they're self-inflicted? When you've actually created the problem. <laughs> Give me an example. Because I mean, because, okay, I so hand, handling objections, I think, is it, it's great and that's important. Then most, most reps understand that they should. Most reps statistically just aren't good at it. Um, but what happens when those objections are self inflicted? So, for example, um, let me give you two examples. One, I went to the ER several years ago because I took a wood router and was doing something stupid with a wood router and it dug a huge chunk out of my leg. And so I went to the ER and not because I had it, not because somebody hit me on a bicycle. It was self inflicted. Um, Mike, recently you were on your e-bike and you fell off, right? Yeah, yeah, but this doesn't sound like an objection. This sounds... <laughs> okay, but so what, what happens when somebody comes... So I, I make a mistake with an account and they say, hey, I'm not sure that I want to use you because of what you did, because of X or Y or Z or whatever it is. So you're talking about being in damage control. Oh, yeah. How do you handle that? Well, I think there's a couple things. First, Does that change the topic find, too much? No, I think it's still an objection because it's an objection to interfacing with you. Correct. You know, the sales rep, right? Okay. Correct. So the first thing, it takes a lot of self-awareness. This Mike, is that is head. so funny. I put that, I, I have five steps to handling it. I'm trying to show you and that's really yeah. funny. I'm trying to show you for a listening <laughs> audience. But the first one I have is awareness. Love yeah, it. You have to be self-aware. Because if you don't realize that you're digging a deeper hole or you're damaging the relationship and you just keep doing the same thing, you're probably not going to ever succeed in sales. Because I think sales requires a lot of self-awareness mm-hmm. and the ability to honestly evaluate yourself. Yeah. And it's so many people, I feel, try to cover it up. They try to hide what they've done. And in the reality is if you are self-aware enough to say, no, I created an issue, here's what it is, and telling the account, not trying to just kind of sweep it under, but if you're telling the prospect, the account, the client, whomever it is, hey, I made a mistake, here's what it is, even if they don't realize that you made the mistake, like they probably will, but even if they don't, by highlighting it 
and saying, hey, here's what happened. Here's the mistake that was made. It's going to go a long ways. Yeah, and there's there's a lot to be said for honesty, right? Mm-hmm. Integrity of saying, I made a mistake. Here is the here's the action that I took that caused the mistake. Here's the result of the mistake. What can we do to repair it and make it better? Mike, you just covered my number two and number three in a slightly unique way. Well, thanks for talking to me, Scott. It was yeah, great. It was perfect. <laughs> no, yeah, the first one I the first one I have is awareness. Second one I have is ownership. I think there's a difference between being aware and then taking ownership for it, which is what you oh, just Oh, there's a huge difference. To. Yeah. So first yeah. understanding that you did something wrong, but then second, ownership. Well, think about, think about your own personal relationship, Scott. That's outside sales. Mm-hmm. If someone has done something wrong or you feel that you've been offended, if, you don't, if the person doesn't take ownership of it, you're going to be continue having the same feelings of mistrust or, you know, I really don't like that person anymore. And if that person isn't even aware and they can't take ownership because they're not aware, then who's it really hurting? Mm-hmm. You're going you're gonna to sever the tie, even though this could be a really great relationship. If the person that has done the offense or committed the wrong is aware of it, and they know it. If they came to you and said, Scott, I really screwed this up. I need to talk to you about how we can overcome it. If you take that kind of ownership, it, it does a couple things. It elevates your, your professionalism, your integrity, your honesty. It elevates that in the eyes of the customer or the friend or whoever you've offended. But it also helps you, next time you get in the same situation, understand what you need to be doing and be more aware. Mike, this episode, I wanted to do pet peeves, thing, triggers, things well, we that set that me off. Day. I think that would be <laughs> hilarious. But I, so I, I originally started prepping for this thinking, okay, let's do something on pet peeves. And I realized that I, I have one major pet peeve, like one major thing that just sets me off. You only off. have one? I have one. Wow. You need to broaden your horizons. I've got lots of them. <laughs> do you really? We definitely need to do that as an episode. But this, I, I just have one main one. And every time I'm training a rep, I let them know, hey, this one thing just sets me off. Like it like sets me off. Like you want to see me just rage? Like this is, this is it. Um, and it's just, Wait, it's I can't just imagine a- you raging. I, I'm oh. having a hard time picturing this. Because Mike, the reason we're friends is because you've never said this. No matter what we've been through, like you've never said this one thing and it's never set me off. Like I've told my kids, hey, do not say this. Like we will do anything, you know, whatever it is, like whatever big felony you've committed at at age six, like that's fine. Just not, just don't say this. Well, now I have to ask, what is this? When When somebody says... I was going to do that. Oh, I was going to mention that. I was going to mention oh, that. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> that is the, I was going to do, like what, what type of worst words in the English language can be combined together to create, oh yeah, I was going to do that. It's like, wait, what? No, you either did or you didn't. Like there is no in between like, oh yeah, cool. I was going to, yeah, I was going to create the cancer cure, but I just, you know, just didn't. It was Tuesday. Like, it's not my, not my day. It's like, no, either you did or you didn't. And that's it. Like, oh, it drives me nuts. 
<laughs> so I'll, I'll avoid doing that. Well, Mike, you don't costs. do it, and that's why we're friends. <laughs> uh, but but now now you totally should start. Like every time we meet I'm, together, oh yeah yeah yeah, I was gonna do that. You can count on that. I'll yeah, probably it might come up again. It it goes to ownership. That second part is ownership because it lacks so much ownership when somebody says I was going to do that. It drives me crazy. Like take on like I'm totally fine if somebody says, "Hey, listen, I'm aware I didn't do such and such and I'm taking ownership that I didn't do it." Like I'm yeah, totally cool with that. I mean, I'm slightly disappointed, but if you say, "Oh, no, 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 no. I was going to do that." It's like, "No, son, you didn't take out the trash." Yep. So I can tell that you're a uh... A disciple of the great philosopher Yoda. Remember, <laughs> there is either do or do not. Oh, there's, there's no, no voice, Mike. Mike, you're not getting thrown a voice. No, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> well, I was going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going to move on quickly. We're going to move on quickly. So, yeah, the first one is awareness. Second one is ownership, and then the third, I didn't know how to describe it. And Mike, maybe you can help me, maybe you can help me explain it. Um, I put humble confidence. When you've made a mistake, you're going to somebody and said, listen, I haven't done it. There needs to be both humility and confidence. Yeah, I, I think more, I have to think through that one. I mean, because you can't, humility you, and can't confidence. you can't go in there and be cocky. You can't say, oh yeah, haha, I didn't do it. And here's why I didn't do it. And here's why it doesn't need to be done. There needs to be this, 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 hey, yes, I made a mistake. There needs to be some, some resolve in knowing that, yeah, you really messed up in front of an account and you have to have some, I, when it, maybe it's just, it's going so close to that ownership. It's just that confidence in ownership of, yeah, hey, I really messed up, but you have to deliver it in such a humble way where it's, hey, I made a serious mistake here, and here's what happened, here's why it happened, here's why it's never going to happen again. Well, th- there's ownership, and then there's culpability, accountability. It's on me. I didn't do it. That There are two different things. One, you can take ownership, but then try and hide it, kind of mm-hmm. smooth it over, try and hide, get, you know, make sure that they never uncover it. That's okay if you want to lose the credibility because to take have credibility, there's going to be culpability or accountability. You have to be able to say, I didn't do it. I dropped the ball. Here's what I'm going to do moving forward. Is that going to be enough? And that, that way you're bringing them into the conversation. You're engaging with them of getting their buy-in to your proposed solution you're getting them engaged in the conversation again to expand their trust. But most of all, you want to bring them in so you help set yourself a deadline so you don't fall behind that, oh, I just didn't get around to it again. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I love the Spanish language and the fact that there's this reflexive part. It's like if, if you did something, you can actually say, hey, the egg dropped itself. Like it, it's, it's not that I dropped the egg. It's no, the egg just dropped itself. It's really cool. Yet I don't feel it translates well into exactly what we're talking about, which is, you know, that accountability piece, which is saying, no, listen, it was in my hands 
and I drop the egg. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's cultural, right? Yeah. In, yeah. in sales, sales has its own culture. All the focus is going to be on your actions if you're trying to deliver a product and deliver a solution for a customer. It reflects directly on you. It doesn't automatically just fall through the cracks. You have the control. You have the stick. When I'm taking a look at my five steps, Mike, we've only spoken about the first three, which are one, awareness, two, ownership, three, accountability. I like better than humble confidence. And if we're taking a look at culpability, you think? If we're taking Maybe. a look at if we're taking a look at stringing those together, what I would vision this being is is hey Mike, this just happened and I need to make you aware of it. First one, creating awareness. Second, Mike, it happened because dot dot dot. And that's taking ownership piece. And then third mm-hmm. is hey, this I dropped the ball on this one. Just a quick recognition of hey it you know it might have been out of your hands but the reality is is somebody's got to take the fall for it step up take the fall and say hey i dropped the ball on this one this might be if it's bad enough this we've spoken about bringing in a manager and letting a manager take the fall and you'll fall on the sword that's what managers are there to do in certain circumstances so if depending on if it's something that you feel like you can smooth over, take ownership of it. And if it's not something that you can smooth over and you really created it, well, you might be out of luck. Um, yeah. <laughs> but if, if it is something where your manager can come in and take a, <laughs> take a battle wound um, for the account, this might be, but somebody's got to take accountability. Somebody's got to take that ownership and say, hey, it was, or that, just that I put that the culpability of, hey, I did it. Yeah, and I, you're not trying to just placate the account, right? You don't want to just make them, give them the warm and fuzzies. This is actual ownership. Yeah. The problem was with me. I need to find the solution if there is one. And I need to make sure that I present the solution now to the problem I created, present that to the account so they understand and we're both on the same page as we go down the track. I hate it that you're looking at my notes for some crazy reason. I don't know how you're doing it, Mike. Because, yeah, the, the fourth one I have, the fourth one I have, I put restitution, reconciliation. Like, you need to make it better. But without that third step, without the accountability piece, you don't know who to blame. And when there's nobody to blame, there's no chance that this is ever going to change in the future. If this is some randomized thing that has, you know, n- that nobody's done, well, then the probability that this continues in the future is just as likely as it just happened. Yeah. So we, when we, just, we just saw this coming out of COVID where we had significant supply chain issues and everybody in the country ran into this. But what I learned is I saw the reps that were in front of their customers and they were saying, we can't get you this product. But Here's what we can do. And they confronted it. And they, they, we used to have the saying, cowboy up, man mm-hmm. up, go in and say, this is the issue. It's my problem now. And here's what I'm doing to solve it. Once they did that, the relationship with the account changed because they, they, were, owning the, they were owning the problem and proposing a potential solution at the same time. Yeah. 
And when you when you own the problem, there is that idea of, okay, cool. We know where the problem is. We've correctly identified it. Now we can fix it. Now, yeah. I, I remember I, with my pool equipment, we had water that kept trickling around my pool equipment. And I dug countless, well, not countless, because I really could probably count them. But I dug so many holes trying to get to my pool equipment to see the pipes, to see where it's leaking, to take a look. Then I was so frustrated, and I spent over a year trying to find the source of this water leak near my pool equipment because something was leaking. The ground was wet. And without identifying it, like it drove me crazy. But I had to find the I had to find out what it was. I couldn't just let it go and think it is going to disappear because every time it just keeps sh- it showed up every few months. Well, come to find out is my next door neighbor, my next door neighbor. <laughs> and I don't know what it was, but he had some broken sprinkler head and he had no idea it was broken. And just by the, the grating, it just trickled in and came close to my pool equipment and then went out. And it probably went like 10 feet. And it was the craziest thing, but without understanding where it was, what was going on, like I was so frustrated and angry. And so when I finally understood, it was like, okay, cool. Now I can let my neighbor know. And if he wants to fix it, great. And if he doesn't, that's fine. I at least now know what's happening. Same thing with taking ownership and accountability, whether it's that humble confidence, culpability, somebody's got to take the fall. Yeah. And then... To the next step, restoring the trust, restoring the, the potential solution, that is, that's critical in developing trust. It gives people, it's like exercise. If you can just assume that I have the body of Adonis. Wait, sorry, what did you say? Exercise? What's that? I know, I'm allergic to it. It makes me sweaty, <laughs> hot, tired, and sore. But, you know, picture it. You're not born into the body of Adonis. You have to actually exercise, right? The same things with trust. You're not born with trust. People will like you, but they're not going to develop trust with with you unless you have the opportunity to exercise trust and show them how it develops in the relationship. Yeah. And that goes when you've had that mistake, you need to make it better. You need to find a way. Whether you can actually physically do it or you need at least, at the minimum, make a plan. And don't say, I was going to do that. (laughs) That's not restitution. That is not. But there's also the fact that they recognize who is at fault. They recognize it. And so by not addressing it head on and trying to circumvent it, all you're doing is destroying the trust they have and the confidence they have in you. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's not a secret to them. Well, especially if you've already, in, in step number three, if you've already pointed it out. Yeah. Well, or two, you're taking ownership of it, but then three, you're pointing out exactly what the problem is. Like, yeah, <laughs> everybody knows. So yeah. fix it. That's the bottom line. I, I love what you said about the COVID um, with the supply chain issues. Like, even if you can't fix that issue, you can fix their pain like you can figure out a way to go about doing it i remember we were yeah, talking can... to greg danes it was talking about the 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 hole and you know people are looking for a hole and you're trying to sell a drill bit like all people are caring about is the hole just just figure out a way to make a hole yeah yeah there's there's alternatives 
And if you can come up with one, just even if it's a stopgap, just get them through to the next phase. Get them through this period of time. If you can come up with an effective and efficient way of doing that, you're a rock star. Even even if you, you're trying to not cover your tracks, but if you're trying to repair or provide restitution, restore the damage that's been done, if you can give them an alternative, any kind of potential solution is better than avoiding it and pretending it didn't happen. One of the biggest challenges that I have with this is going from one to four because that time frame has to be so quick. You have to find solutions to to wait solutions to make this better. Now, if they choose not to use your solutions, that's just fine. Like the idea of you coming up with solutions, restitution, that is the key. If they say, hey, no, 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 we prefer to do it this other way, that's totally fine as long as you brought something to the table. Sure. But, but jumping from one awareness to four, going through all those steps, because where I got burned one time was like I was sitting around trying to think of ways to make it better. And I spent weeks trying to think of the ideal way without acknowledging that I made the mistake in the first place to the account. And I just spent weeks just trying to come up with a solution. By the time I went back in, they'd already switched me out. Like yeah. I was already done. I, I missed that whole opportunity because I was taking so long on trying to think of ways to options that, to make it better. Yeah. And you have to be sensitive to the customer, right? If they're really offended and they don't want to talk to you for a day <laughs> or a week, <laughs> take that into consideration. But you're right. Don't let, don't hesitate so long that you don't address the issues, but you need to be aware of their perspective too. The last step that I have, number five, focused future to not repeat the mistake. Like the, the whole that, focus then is going in, don't do it again. It's kind of like rinse and repeat. Once you've gone through this process with an account, you recognize that you are now required to have more self-awareness. It goes circles all the way back to number one. You cannot make the same mistake twice. And so it, it helps you understand the solutions that you've proposed, understand the process that you went through to get to this point. But now you need to keep that in the back of the mind as you're having conversations with customers in the future so you don't repeat. So it just continues to build that self-awareness, honest self-evaluation. There's been multiple times when going back into the account meeting with the individual where I've brought up the mistake again. I've said, hey, you remember that time when I did this? You know, it just it, I, With my style, it's more of a, a joking style. But with that, it was just, I was, I'm able to bring it up and say, hey, remember when that happened? Oh, that was miserable. Like, I felt so bad. I can't imagine that we were able to get through that. Because, like, there is 0% chance we're doing that again. Like, 0%. <laughs> and so I have no problem bringing it back up because I know that they know about it. I know that I remember about, I remember it. And I know that it's never going to happen again. Yeah, and it helps reinforce I wouldn't reinforce the fact that you screwed that up. I would reinforce the fact that, remember when I screwed that up? But I also find a potential solution. Correct. I'd focus on the solution. Correct. Well, I was going to do that. 
but (laughs) (laughs) Uh Mike, five steps to handling self-imposed issues. Number one, awareness. Two, honest awareness. Honest awareness. Three, humble confidence. Four, restitution, reconciliation. And five, focus on the future to not repeat the mistake. What that looks like in actual words is, hey, Mike, this just happened. It happened because I dropped the ball, Mike. Here are some of the options that I think that we could do to fix the situation. And Mike, I promise this is never going to happen again. That's what it, it looks works like for to me. Me. Yeah, and I, I think if you if you have the relationship where you can have that level of conversations with the customer, you have a pretty chance, pretty good chance of succeeding. I think so. I mean, there might be time where you screw it up so bad that you can't come back from it, and that's going to be a massive learning experience. We've all had them. And don't let it kill you, and just move on. Move on. In the words of the great dating coach, Mike Williams, next. <laughs> Mike, thanks so much. I love, I love this. I think, unfortunately, too many times I create so many objections by just me making mistakes. It, uh, almost everything, every objection I've ever had is usually a result of me making a mistake. So that's not a, not a, you're not alone in that process. <laughs> It's like every time I've gone to the ER, it's because I've done something stupid. <laughs> like every single time. Like I've never gone to the ER because, oh, hey, I didn't, you know, this happened. It's like, no, because I, it's a self-inflicted wound. Oh, it's horrible. <laughs> it's too funny. Just well, I'm horrible. looking forward to our next conversation when we're going to talk about pet peeves. Oh, I think that's awesome. No, we, that's... we can go on for a month on pet peeves. Well, yours, I only have one. I only have <laughs> one. We've already covered it. Love oh, it. I've got a little. I've been going for a while. Mike, you have a great week. Thanks so much for the time. All right, Scott. Thanks. I'll talk to you later. Absolutely. We'll see you.